All right, everyone, this is Tim of the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. It's Monday, June 21st. Doing a video. Why not? Gotta get this training camp going on, but we got till July, man. What, July 27th, 28th? Crazy. Did a video about uh, how Daniel Jones is not the next Josh Allen yesterday. That Daniel Jones is going to be, hopefully be, gotta move the mic a second, the next Daniel Jones. And that's what we need him to hope for him to be. Be his own man, be his own player, be his own quarterback, be the guy that's going to lead the New York Giants to the promised land. But the question is, what if he's not? More often than not, franchise quarterbacks are not the quarterback, are not the guy. They flame out. You are going to find a Lamar Jackson, a Baker Mayfield, you know, a Cam Newton when he was early in the Carolina days. But more likely, you're going to probably find a Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton or Tyrod Taylor or even a Sam Darnold. That happens. It's just sports. It's just life. It's just the way it is. Teams need to move forward and overcome. So my big question was, and and I was thinking, it's kind of the what if segment today. What if Daniel Jones flames out in 2021? What if he is the quarterback that he was in 2020? What if? I'm not saying he's going to be, but what would the Giants' options be? The problem is, I think even if Daniel Jones is not the man, that the Giants' defensive loan can keep them in games. They will have the ability to keep it close. The defense will possibly even win some games for for the Giants. That's a possibility. You know, the Giants over the years have had some putrid offenses and some wonderful defenses. 86 was a good example because of the fact that the Giants defense at one point couldn't get out of their own way. And it wasn't until the Minnesota game with the fourth and 17 to Bobby Johnson, the defense start, I mean, excuse me, the offense start to click. The defense was carrying that 86 team. Phil Simms was horrendous for weeks leading up to the Minnesota game. And the Minnesota game, Bill Parcells just said to him, listen, dude, cut it loose. I don't care if you throw 10 interceptions, just cut it loose. Let it fly. And that's what he did. And, and it turned the season. Or it didn't turn the season around. It turned the offense around, and the Giants went on to win the Super Bowl. So it's just, a, it's just the way it is that there is a 50-50 chance that Daniel Jones is not the guy. You could say, well, you're picking on Daniel Jones again. You just, you just don't like him. How could you be a fan because you're picking on him? I'm not picking on him. I'm being honest. And my fan card was punched in 1976. I have been to more home games than some people have probably been alive. <laughs> Years they've been alive. So don't tell me I'm not a fan. I lived through Craig Morton. I lived through Scott Bruner. I lived through Jeff Rutledge, Dave Brown, Kent Graham, uh, Joe Pasarczyk. I lived through those quarterbacks. Danny Cannell. So more like a lot of times you don't find the guy. It's not a big deal. It's a, it is a big deal, especially if you take him six overall. But look at the Jets. You know, they already pushed off on Sam Darnold. But what are the Giants' options if we do flame out? Let's say the Giants, I, I don't think the Giants are going to be a bad enough team to be picking within the top five or even potentially the top ten if Daniel Jones flames out. I really don't because I think the defense – if they can find a pass rush, if Dory Jackson plays up to his capabilities, I think the, the defense has a potential to be a top 10, maybe even a top five, if they can figure out a way to generate a pass rush. 
But what would they do in 2022? Take a look at the free agent market. Free agent market, the top three quarterbacks right now are, of course, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, but all of them are eligible for 50-year options. So you know that they're not going to be there. You got Jameis Winston who's going to be a free agent. Cam Newton, Ben Rossiter, Big Ben. Can never say his last name at the time. Tongue-tied today. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Angie Dalton. Those are going to be your big names. So you're not really going to find a guy in that free agent market in 2022 unless you make some kind of trade, unless something goes on with Aaron Rodgers. You don't know. You have to kind of hope. But I don't see that happening. And I also figure the Giants offense may not be, if, even if Dan Jones has a bad year, the Giants offense may not be bad if Saquon Barkley comes back. There's a lot of ifs. But what are we looking at then? We're going to be looking at the draft. Now, the worst case scenario in the draft right now for the Giants is that the draft, the, the, the Bears turn it all around. And I was talking to someone yesterday about this. I think the worst case scenario for the Giants would be if the, if the Bears, let's say the Bears ball out, Defense is what it is. Justin Fields turns out to be a good quarterback. They lead them to the Super Bowl. They lose in the Super Bowl, and they pick 31st. And then the Giants are maybe picking 15 or, so, or something similar to there. I, I don't know exactly where. Where does that leave the Giants then? You know, there was no way they were going to take Justin Fields. I think they would have taken Parsons if they didn't make the trade. But I, I have this feeling, like I had the feeling last year that that are two years ago that Dwayne Haskins was going to be a train wreck. I have the opposite feeling about Justin Fields. I think he is going to be something special in the NFL. So potentially the Giants could be picking within the top 15, maybe even a little bit lower. Because right now Vegas and all the odds makers have them just missing out on the playoffs by a couple of games. And I could see that happening. I can also see them making the playoffs if they turn it all around. If, if they figure something out. But then I was looking at the draft. The big guys, they're not going to get. But there's a guy in the draft from Liberty, Malik Willis, who really intrigues me. There, there's just something about him. Now, I watched a game against Coastal Carolina. That was the bowl game. They beat Coastal Carolina 37-34. Coastal Carolina, of course, was uh, ranked 12th last year. They beat him in the, what was it, the uh, FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. He had, a, he had an interesting game. He was 19 for 29 for 220 yards. That's two interceptions, one sack. But also ran for 21, ran 21 times for 137 yards and four touchdowns. He carried his team to that win. He's an interesting prospect. He's a redshirt senior this year. He would, he would be the antithesis of a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, I know he's only got one full year started. He did transfer over from Auburn. He's not going to be the tallest guy. If he's 6'1", he's probably 6'. They say he's 6'1", he's probably 6 feet. He is 215 pounds. He does have an excellent build. And now he's probably not going to grow any, any but like I said, he's, he's going to be tall. He's going to be somewhere around Lamar Jackson, taller than Kyler Murray. And he's got a toughness to him. He really does. He can hang in that pocket and take the hits. He's very tough. He's, he, he reminds me some way as a ball carrier, that grit of, of, of Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, when he ran the ball, he had this grit about him when he was, when he was playing in Denver. He's also got this incredible pocket presence. He has the ability to escape. He, I've said this before, like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson reminds me of a point guard. 
a, a, a create your own shot point card. And I think this is what he has. And Willis has just these exceptional athletic traits. He's fast. He's got an excellent burst. He can change directions. He always, I always like to say he can stop on a dime and give you nine cents change. He's electric. And I think he's going to be more accurate than someone like Lamar Jackson. Now, do not get me wrong. He will have some accuracy issues, but like Jackson, he's got a big arm. And he's actually throws well on the run. Kind of like a Patrick Mahomes thing. He's got a great arm, big arm, big legs. But there are some needs for improvement. He does have, uh, he needs to improve his decision-making ability. He kind of tr- trusts his talent more than he possibly should. He makes some ill-advised throws. He tries to zip the ball into, you know, to, you know, to kind of reminds me of a young John Elway. He'll try to throw the ball into double coverage and a little tight window because he's going to trust his ability too much. Now, I, I, I think that can be corrected, kind of harness him a little bit. You know, he, uh, he, he, he took I, last year and last year was a weird year, but he took a lot of unnecessary sacks. He was just trying to escape the pocket and create something, but that's because he's just trying to create. But I think he can improve on his accuracy. There, there were a couple of examples last year where he kind of underthrew the ball. He kind of overthrew the ball. He kind of missed his mark, but you know what? He's, he's still going to learn. He, he's going to have the biggest issue. And it's an issue that giant fans are going to laugh about. One of his biz, biggest issues is ball security. He had a, he had a little bit of a ball security issue last year, but he's still in my mind, developing his own running style. So I think that can be fixed. It's not as bad as Daniel Jones's issues. Now he only threw six interceptions last year, but he did suffer, suffer several fumbles. just by, just by not securing the ball properly. But I think as a prospect in the 2022 draft, if Daniel Jones flames out, I, I, I got, I got to like Malik Willis. I really do. He's played against some guys, some bigger schools. He, his, his, the only t- team he played in the top 25 last year was going to be, uh, was going to Coastal Carolina, but he has played against, you know, he did play a couple bigger colleges last year. So he's going to have that ability. He's going to have that know-it-all. And I think that he would fit the Giants and make the offense extremely interesting. But like I said, it's only if Daniel Jones flames out. Again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you could like, even subscribe, ring the bell, you know what I mean? That'd be awesome.